Welcome to Wrestling with God Show, the podcast where we grapple with the big questions about faith, religion, and life. I'm Irish McMahon, and I'm here with my friend and Irish Catholic priest, Father Len McMillan. Hey, Irish. Hey, Father Len. I've got a little something different for us to grapple with today, Father Len. It's something that I think shows up fairly often uh, in these post-game interviews with winners of football games and acceptance speeches from winners at entertainment award ceremonies. Maybe you've seen them or heard them. Many, certainly not all, begin with this line. First, I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, I've heard some interesting, curious, and quite confused reactions of this, uh, particularly from non-Christians and people who aren't religious. Some seem really creeped out by the line, and others just wonder why athletes and entertainers are thanking Jesus for winning a game or an award. So, Father Len, uh, let's do a little wrestling with this question today. Yeah, that's a great question. That's a great question. So, I... If I had to answer it, I would like to answer it. You do have to answer it. You you (laughs) don't have a choice. That's why you're here, Father. But I always like to answer things in a backwards manner. Oh, okay. Thanks. uh, In other words, you're saying I asked the question backwards. No, no. It's just that I see the world upside down. Oh, good. Okay. Well, go for it. Everything's backwards to me. But it just kind of reminds me of this strange thing that's in the Bible, that the Jews had this feast for the birthdays of all trees. So once a year – A feast for birthdays of trees? Yeah. Once a year, they'd have a feast to celebrate kind of the birthday, the birthday of all trees. Is there a separate birthday for each kind of a tree or a separate – They all get one. Just a tree. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's a whole theme there in the Bible, which I'm skipping. But you kind of think, well, why why do you have to thank the trees for (laughs) bearing fruit? Oh, okay. And offering – why do you have to thank God for trees and fruits? Because think about this. If you're a farmer, well, you're the one who tended the work. Farming's hard work. I mean, I know like you look at those sun-kissed commercials and, you know, picking the oranges is like getting a back massage. It's (laughs) sunny and beautiful, but it's hard work. You have hard work and you're uh, clearing land and picking them and digging. It's a lot of hard work. And so why shouldn't the farmer think – I'm the one who planted them. I'm the one who tends them. I'm the one who climbs up ladders and picks them. Why do I have to give thanks to God for everything that I All the I work did? I've done. You know, like I did the work. It reminds me of this well, joke where this uh, farmer uh, sees somebody passing by and the person passing by looks at the garden and says, wow, God made a beautiful garden. And the farmer says, really? You should have seen what it looked like before I got here. Um <laughs> Yeah, you could slip into kind of this crassness that, wait a minute, I did all the work. Uh, I did everything except in ancient Israel, ah, that would be true except for the rain. No matter how hard I work. If it doesn't rain, it's not going to grow. It's not going to grow. Like rain symbolizes the source of life. I kind of see where you're going with this now. Um, And in one sense, I inherited all of it. God created the basics, and I just rearranged it. I'm just leasing this. And so you realize I really am – I can give my effort, but in some sense, I'm powerless to actually give life. I can plant it and work, but I can't control the rains. I can't control how life 
uh, happens. So I should give thanks. And it's kind of this ancient way of preventing narcissism or entitlement that just ruins everybody's life. So the reason why we give thanks is not because God needs it. We need to. Like there's a great line in one of the Eucharistic prayers where it says to God, you have no need of our prayer, yet our desire to thank you is itself your gift. It adds nothing to your greatness, but makes us grow in your grace. That's such a great line. We're the ones who need it. And oddly enough, to give gratitude, to be thankful, helps us grow as true human beings. Now, that's just not philosophy. That actually is studied science. So then really what you're saying is like if I'm this great superstar quarterback, what they're really saying is is they're thanking God for the talent that they have that allowed them to do what they did. And uh, it's not just all their hard work. Yeah, they practiced a lot and they threw lots of passes and and that kind of stuff. But there was something there that they had to work with. Is that what you're saying? Kind of, yes. And I'm also just saying, even before getting to the, just the talent, because like you know, some people are just born with talent, yep. and hard work perfects it. But also the desire for hard work perfects it. And so all those things are out of But when I say giving gratitude makes you a full human being, uh, we seriously believe that. And with positive psychology, they've done studies on happiness. Like what causes people to reach happiness? The one thing we know is that if you set out just to be happy, you'll end up miserable. The ancient Greeks taught that. Uh, that the road to happiness comes through gaining a lot of skills. And if you want to end up being outrageously happy in your life, and that's my goal in life, is to end up to be outrageously happy, then you have to learn some skills. There are skills you need for happiness. And one very important one is gratitude. You need to do gratitude exercises just to become happy. And they've tested this out in a thousand different ways. One Give example, me an example then in this context. So one example would be they did this study with two groups of people. They repeated it in very various ways. But with one group, they test your happiness level out. One group, you do nothing, control group. The other group, you have to name every day five things that you're grateful for. And after a year, the ones who did the gratitude exercises, they end up happier. But not just happier, like there's these multiple effects that happen to it. Lower blood pressure, less pain medication, less depression. It really does seem to help you grow as a full human being, more compassionate to other people. You're literally rewiring your brain by concentrating on every day some small thing to be grateful for. You, you really are. It sounds strange, but you're re rewiring your brain. Um, and so, I've, I've noticed that in my own life. In fact, uh, when I'm kind of down and I get focusing, focused on negative stuff, the way for me to get out of that is to be grateful for and recognize good stuff. Yeah. Things I've done well as opposed to beating the heck out of myself for being really stupid about something or being grateful for somebody in my life or grateful for something that good has happened 500 to me. 500 years ago, St. Ignatius came up with his examine, this daily meditation. But one thing that you had to do is name things that happened that day and replay them in your mind. 
uh, replay them and be grateful for them. And it doubles down on the joy. Uh, it makes you – and what you said is that what I, you focus on, that becomes your reality. Even like they've done these other experiments where it's a very famous one is where they ask a group uh, to watch. They're watching this video or a game with white shirts versus black shirts playing basketball. And they ask them, count how many times the basketball was passed back and forth. And so these people are concentrating and they actually usually get the right number of how many times the basketball was passed back and forth. But then – They'd say, did you notice the man in the gorilla suit? And most of them did not. So there was a man in a gorilla suit somewhere in this exercise? during the middle of the game, a man in a gorilla suit walks out, literally waves his hands, and walks back through. Right in the middle of this exercise. Right. Interesting. So when they replay it, it's like, holy cow, there was a man in a gorilla suit who walked. But you only notice what you concentrate on. If that's what you're counting is how many passed, you might be missing the big picture. And so you do become what you concentrate on. So we'd say, well, we as Catholics, every Sunday you have to gather together to celebrate the Eucharist and give thanks. In the book of Genesis, the reason why you keep the Sabbath, the reason why you have to give thanks is because if you don't, you won't become a true human being. In Exodus, if you don't gather together to celebrate the uh, Sabbath – you'll slip back into thinking that you're a slave in Egypt, that all your life is about production. So, so, so let me ask you this then, Father Land. So yeah, I see how you're answering the question backwards. You're, you're starting, starting with, with gratitude. the thanks, the gratitude. Mm-hmm. So w- what's the difference then between me just being grateful for winning the game and uh, having this wonderful thing happen to me and – Thanking Jesus. Why? Why would I need to, or would? Why would I want to thank Jesus? What? What is the point of that? Why couldn't I just be grateful for this wonderful event in my life? Well, because most people think that when I'm happy, when I finally get happy, I'll be grateful. But it turns out the other way. When you're grateful, you get happy. You, you when you learn to be grateful, you end up at happy. Most people think as long as I keep winning or have my beauty or health and win more awards, get, get this, I will end up happy. But they don't. The oddly odd part is that they don't. And there was this great article by some woman who some it was in the New Yorker. She was talking about she's really tied in with the theater, and she said, you know, I knew these stars when they were working working in these jobs, doing nothing, trying to make their big break. And uh, they were happier before they got their big break. Once they got their big break, they became very isolated from other people. And they ended up, she said, a lot of these big stars are horrible people. They lost something along the way, which I think is really interesting because you kind of think, oh, once I get the big break, then I'll be happy. No, if you didn't learn how to be grateful before and – Think about this. Exa- uh, this brings up the Jesus part. Like I love. Oh, good. We're going to get to that. I love the. <laughs> I love the uh, practicing. Finally, I love the practice Ignatius gave people. Part this of is Saint Ignatius. Yeah. Okay. Of daily, just something that happened that day that you can be grateful for, and it causes you to find God in the every day and the every moment, the presence of God. In your daily life. Give, give and, us some examples so we can understand that. The one small thing would be 
an example of uh, years ago, it was just a blistering hot day. And this priest who I was good friends with, we're going to go out to lunch. And we walk into the parking lot. And as soon as you left the church, this wall of heat just hit us. And he's not from this diocese. I really rarely see him. Great guy. But this wall of heat just hit us. And he said, oh, I hate these hot days. And I remember saying, really, I love them. You know, there'll be winter pretty soon. And whenever I feel this hot heat, this blast, you could think back, ah, do you remember when you and I went to lunch and it was so hot? And I just remember, like, I actually... That was part of my memory. I actually did like the heat. Not that it was pleasant. It was just surrounded by a good memory. And years later, he actually, I was talking to him and he says, do you remember when we went out to lunch and it was so hot? And I said, yes, I do. Like, I I give thanks for the heat. Um, When I walk home, I love to walk home and look at the trees. And I don't know why, it brings me joy. I'm just so grateful that at this moment in time, for trees and heat and people. They're little tiny things that I often, they get trapped in my memory of. Remember that day it was so hot. And I don't know, it just brings me joy. The more and more you rewire your brain that you can see, be grateful in the small things, uh, I think you discover the presence of God in the everyday. And who Jesus is, is the Christ, the Emmanuel, God among us. Not God outside time and space. Uh, Jesus is God. God in the present moment, among us, uh, between us. Where you find the presence of God, which we call Christ, is Christ is the thing in the God in the very present moment, among us. So when they're thanking Jesus, we'd say, well, they're thanking God, but God in the present moment is Christ. And when they get get up and think, Jesus, well, one thing, if they're doing it to proselytize, I too would be very suspicious. If they're doing it because they have this great human need to be grateful to the... And recognize what the gratitude... presence of divine that uh, was always in my life, like the rain coming down. There's something authentic about that. If it's proselytizing or just trying to appear good, everybody can smell the BS. Yeah, but that's but probably it, that's probably the creepiness that some yeah, people uh, feel, and that, and that's fine. But if it's really because there's something sacred in my life that I just have to give thanks for, we would call that presence Christ. And the study of very ancient religion, primitive religion, the one common denominator was gratitude. Why did ancient hunters feel this need to be grateful when they'd make a kill? The beginning of religion, if you really look at it, is not fear, it's gratitude. And maybe those people who are thanking Christ, it's Christ in the present moment that they've learned. I like it. So back to the farmer. If the farmer doesn't give thanks, he becomes a narcissist. Our world has a real problem with entitlement. Um, The opposite of gratitude is entitlement. It really alienates you from the community. Oh, why would I need to give thanks to Christ? Because I found the presence of the divine in the ordinary. I like it. Well, that's probably a good place for us to wrap this up, Father Len, unless you have something I'm doing else. great. Yeah, no, you did okay on this. 
So let's hope that everyone will join us next time, that we haven't bored the heck out of them today. Because we're going to continue our journey, climbing the mountain of life, searching for truth and meaning and purpose in our lives. If you have a question, um, Father Lynn loves to take questions. Uh, We haven't stumped him yet. I mean, he always sounds like he knows what he's talking about and has something interesting to get us thinking. Just a very upside-down way of looking (laughs) at the world. So if you have a question for us, you know about faith, religion, and life, and something you'd like us to grapple with, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Just head over to our website, www.gshow.com. That's www.gshow.com. Click on the questions button. We'd also appreciate it if you'd subscribe, rate, and review the Wrestling With God show at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps people discover us. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Mm